This is the reality. Hello to you. Welcome to The Reality, a half-hour talk show right now where we talk to people from all walks of life who've discovered the reality of walking with Jesus. If you've got a story to tell of the reality of Jesus in your life, I would love to hear from you. Drop me a note by email, if you will, dudley at surereality.net. Don't worry if you missed that. I'll be mentioning it again a little bit later on in today's program. Well, today on The Reality, we're going to be meeting Robbie Angle. Robbie and his wife Emily served with Samaritan's Purse in Pakistan and Myanmar, overseeing international disaster response teams there. Here they had the opportunity to present the gospel of Christ through acts of love, kindness and grace. But then when the Lord called Robbie back home to America, he became involved in a work called True Face. True Face equips people to deepen their relationships with God and with other people, to be more fully known and fully loved. Robbie is a man filled with ambition to fulfill his part in building the kingdom of God. In his words, he is a high driver and high achiever. But Robbie Angle is quick to point out that his drive and his ambition are motivated by one thing only, the grace of God. I had a pretty overwhelming awareness of the brevity of life and God's love from a young age. And so for us high drive, high achievers who love Jesus, it's like, okay, God, I'll do anything for you. And that immediate move in love of the Holy Spirit and His grace, that next moment said, you can't earn or achieve or strive into more of my love. I love you perfectly now. Grace is just this gift of a loving Father by redeeming me and sanctifying me through what Jesus did, which is the gift of His grace. Grace is the essence of who God is. Grace is God's doing. Grace is demonstrated through love. This God of love desires for us to walk in relationship with Him on a daily basis, seeking His kingdom principles and His perfect righteousness before seeking to fulfill our own needs, passions or ambitions. Robbie Angle lives his life with a clear objective of presenting the true face of God's grace to those he serves. Well, it's my pleasure to be able to speak to Robbie Angle today via Skype for The Reality. Thank you so much, Robbie, for joining us. It's great to be here. Thanks, Dudley. Fantastic. We're going to be talking about uh, True Face. I'll ask you what that is uh, and your work with Samaritan Purse and a lot of other things you're involved in. But, you know, Robbie, I always like to begin by simply asking my guest, you know, this show is about the reality of Jesus in our lives. How did you discover the reality of Christ for yourself? I love how you ask that. Uh, the reality of Christ comes in deeper levels of understanding, at least it has for me. I became a uh, Christian at a young age. Um, I remember I have journals from when I was 10 years old with this awareness of the brevity of life. And the only thing that matters is God and his, his love is real. And so really blessed at a young age to, to experience um, salvation and a knowledge of God, but experience experiencing the reality of God um, has come in different waves. Uh, I experienced the grace of God uh, in my mid-20s, and just recently in the past five years, the reality of God in an experiential way at a deeper level. And so I'm expecting of the next phase of the reality of the experience of God's love for me. Fantastic. You said you, you came to know God or Jesus at a, at a young age. What would that have been as a child? Yes. 
Yeah, around nine or ten. Okay. Well, I did too, just for the record. I was at age nine. Uh, and so how did that happen, Robbie? Were you in a school, you know, in, in, in a, uh, a Sunday school or in a church? How, how did you come to that place? Well, my my parents have loved the Lord. They met at a young life camp when they were in college, got married, and uh, my parents have been believers. My dad's men's group started a church when I was three or four, so I grew up in a really healthy Christian home, and uh, and so there it was really a truth that felt um, intuitive, and uh, and that belief. Uh, connected to the truth just in church and in the teachings I had heard. Okay, you know, the big question is, like so many of us, yours truly included, uh, we hit our teens and we wonder a little, did that ever happen to you? Not really. Uh, I've been really blessed. I think the, 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 the disorientation of my real understanding of what the gospel meant came later in my 20s. And uh, you said you had this encounter of the reality of Jesus. Was it a moment when you suddenly realized, hey, this God I've believed in all my life, he's not just a great big being out there, the creator of the universe, but he's my my friend, you know, my Lord. Was there that moment in your life? Yeah, I mean, there, there's been those gifts of God's love and grace that have been um, here and there, I think. There's a, my father in heaven loves me so much, Dudley. He knows how he made me, how he wired me, and uh, and my issues and my struggles. And so I, he loves me so much to know what I needed when I needed it. And I came to the end of myself in order to experience his grace on a on a deeper level at a pretty young age in my twenties. I was uh, I was a ministry leader all throughout high school and college on student staff with Young Life doing foster care stuff, mm. and then uh, I had a pretty overwhelming awareness of the uh, the brevity of life and God's love from a young age. And so, for us high drive high achievers who love Jesus, it's like, okay, God, where will I go? What will I do? I'll do anything for you, missionary in Africa, be a pastor. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. And I was in my 20s and had this incredible opportunity, one of those gifts of God's love. Out of the blue, I got to eat after spending a year praying about God's um, next steps for me, uh, five days left in a trip of which I had no job, no money, and nothing planned. Five days left, I got an email that said, hey, can you leave for Pakistan in a week mm-hmm. with Samaritan's Purse as part of, of a disaster response team? Wow. And, and so it was this incredible gift of God's love of doing awesome stuff for God. And as a high drive, high achiever, I was like, this is everything I'd hoped for to do awesome stuff for God. And about seven months into my time in Pakistan, I was on the roof of our house in Muzaffarabad. And it was, it was a, a season of disorientation because on paper, I was doing um, everything I'd ever hoped for, doing awesome ministry, leading people to Christ, do, having successes all over the place on the things that matter. Hmm. And internally, I was a mess. And so I was um, pretty disoriented. And I felt on that roof, uh, I, I felt um, in that brokenness, um, God saying, Robbie, stop. I, I don't need you to do anything for me. I've done it all. Um, I know how I made you. I like you. I love you. And I love watching you work 15 hours a day. But I would rather you um, go back to the States and not do anything for me, but receive my love for you for 15 minutes a day instead of working for me uh, for 15 hours a day. And 
And Dudley, everything in me in that moment was like, no, 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 God, Mm -hmm. I'll do anything but nothing for you. Mm -hmm. And that immediate move in love of the Holy Spirit and his grace, that next moment said, my son, that is the ceiling of your experience of love, the ceiling of your experience of grace, because you can't earn or achieve or strive into more of my love. I love you perfectly now. And and your your this life with you, the gospel of what Jesus did is knowing I can't earn it. I can't achieve any more of his love. He loves me fully the way I am and nothing I can do more or less will change how much he loves me. And I just uh, get to mature into who I already am as a saint and I get to receive his love. And that has been a journey of a deepening of understanding grace that I get to trust God, not um, please God um, and strive to earn his love because he's already fully loves me and I just get to receive it. Um, And I've been experiencing the depth of the beauty of his grace and his love for me and trying to receive his love instead of earn it for the past 15 years. Wow, that's quite incredible. You know, uh, as you're, you're speaking, a scripture comes to mind. It says in Jeremiah, we know it well, uh, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. You know, that implies to me that uh, God's got a plan for our lives. But as we well know, you know, he's omnipresent uh, and, and uh, you know, eternal. So God is in our tomorrow already. He knows where you are tomorrow and the next day and next year. He's there already, okay, because he's an eternal God. So uh, on the roof that day, God knew you were going to be up on that roof, and he knew where you would be when you went returned back to the States. And so he just ushered you. He just guided you into that. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is. And we can trust God's plans. You know, the other scripture that comes to mind, it says, um, we trust in the Lord with all our heart and don't lean on our own understanding. So on that roof, as you were, you know, being challenged by God, you're trying to understand all this, especially being the kind of mind that you are. You're trying to work it out. Oh, yeah. And he he knows uh, how he made me and knit me together in my mother's womb and knew the depth of my drive, high achiever, my pride of trying to earn control, um, the situation and, and doing awesome stuff for God and disoriented internally. Um, Just the motive of my heart to strive to please God. And Hebrews says that um, what pleases God is faith, is Mm -hmm. trusting God, Mm -hmm. which starts with receiving and out of, because he built us for relationships of love. And he knew I needed to come to the end of myself through successes. Sometimes we come to the end of ourselves through failures in order to have a posture of humility, to let him love us, to trust him, to meet our needs instead of trying to earn them. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned Samaritan's Purse. Uh, Just in a nutshell, uh, Robbie, tell us, what is Samaritan's Purse? It's an international disaster response, uh, aid work, development, ministry. Uh, they work in countries all around the world in disaster response. And they also have a really cool ministry called Operation Christmas Child, which uh, brings the gospel through gifts around Christmas time to children all around the world. Hundreds of millions of, of children hear the gospel through Operation Christmas Child wow. uh, that churches can partner with around the world. Amazing. So you did a bit of work with them in Pakistan and Myanmar, I understand. Tell us about that. It was amazing in Myanmar. Uh, we were able to be a part of uh, uh, of aligning the denominations, different Christian denominations, to have a unified response to the cyclone victims uh, in 2008, after a cyclone killed over 100,000 Burmese, Myanmar, 
people. Mm. Um, and, and there's about 10% Christians in Myanmar and a really faithful group of believers. And those 10% are scattered among various denominations. And Samaritan's Purse was positioned in a way that we tried to align uh, the Christians together to have a unified response uh, to the earthquake uh, victims. And it was, it was a really special time, cool ministry to be a part of. Wow. So did you see any results? You know, I'm thinking, um, was there a response to the gospel? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, each of us as the body of Christ, uh, I get to be a part of his kingdom work in different uh, phases. Some of us uh, till the soil, some of us plant the seed, and mm-hmm. some of us uh, reap the harvest. And one of the cool things about aid work is um, meeting people's physical and immediate needs in love um, with a um, underpinning uh, and a, of the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens the door of trusting a Christian, which is usually the first step in evangelism, Mm -hmm. for them to then be open to hear the gospel of Jesus. And so so we would use partners who were Christians to disseminate need from um, rice to shelter supplies to education to water and sanitation. And uh, that has set up those on-the-ground churches and partners for years of relational access and credibility to then follow up as they do. Um, with youth camps and baptisms and church planting, and it's been really special. Wow. So it's, it's demonstrating the love of God. You're speaking a lot about the love of the Father, just showing God's love to communities like this uh, without necessarily, you know, opening your mouth to, to speak it, to, to you know, uh, preach. Yes? That's right. He tells us to care for the least of these and the poor. And, and, and he says discipleship is evidenced by the way we love one another. And that is, um, and that is loving each other in the intangible relational ways of seeing each other and caring and being known by each other and also in meeting each other's physical needs. Fantastic. Love is sacrificial, and that can't be challenged. Wonderful stuff, uh, Robbie. Uh, that's exciting. We're going to take a little break and get back after this. You're listening to The Reality, produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. We depend on the generous gifts of our listener to produce this program. You can help reach millions of folks with the sure reality of the message of Jesus by becoming a Sure Reality Vision Partner. To partner with us, please visit the website, surereality.net, and click on Become a Vision Partner. Hello to you. If you've just tuned in, thank you so much for clicking on in or tuning on in. You're listening to The Reality with me, Dudley Anderson. Yes, just to remind you that you can listen again to this radio program podcast on the website surereality.net. If you have any questions or you'd like to write in to me, please feel free to drop me an email, dudley at surereality.net. Today on The Reality, we're talking to Robbie Angle. Robbie shared how he discovered the grace of God at an early age. Then God opened opportunity for him to join Samaritan's Purse, and he plunged himself into aid work in Pakistan and Myanmar, overseeing international disaster response teams. Robbie was working 15-hour days when God called him to stop and ponder what he was doing and what God was calling him to do. God showed Robbie that it was only by his grace that he was effective in his ministry, and the Lord was graciously guiding Robbie to return back home to seek the plans that he had for him. So let's join Robbie Angle once again on The Reality to find out more about his life and work. 
Well, speaking to uh, Robbie Angle uh, right now on the reality, and uh, Robbie, we've been talking about uh, some experience that you had in um, in Myanmar and uh, Pakistan, working with Samaritan's Purse with your wife. But I believe you're also involved in a ministry called True Face. One word, True Face. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, I actually uh, just survived founder transition. It's a 28-year-old ministry, and I took over from the president and founder uh, about three and a half years ago. It is a ministry that for 28 years has been teaching uh, and equipping the church with teachings on grace and identity. And uh, more specifically, what we do is we develop grace-based relational discipleship resources to help churches and individuals experience deeper relationships with God and others in order to live into their true identity. Uh, one of the quotes uh, in, in the signature teaching of the ministry True Face called The Cure, with the tagline is, what if God isn't who you think he is and either you, it's a book, says, do we see ourselves as sinners striving to be saints or as saints who occasionally sin? Mm -hmm. And how our identity, how we see ourselves the way Christ sees us as, as righteous, sanctified sons of God um, changes how we interact with others, changes our view of God as a loving God. Um, who wants to give good gifts to us, as in the parable of the prodigal son, compared to a, a judge God who's waiting for us to get our act together in order to experience his love. And and so I, uh, we develop resources like a nine-month discipleship framework to help people who want to pour their cup into others, who want to be a part of the Great Commission and go and make disciples. But we say, I don't know who to invest in and how to do that. So we develop uh, a nine-month framework that's free and accessible for people to help them um, synthesize best practices in a journey over nine months, meeting together once a month for three hours to intentionally invest in in six or seven other people or three to four couples um, in order to, to help process the goodness and truths of God and experience the richness of authentic community. Mm, that sounds like discipleship in a word. It is. It is that. It is relational discipleship because discipleship is always relational by the way Jesus modeled for us of doing life underpinned with great truth and teaching. Uh, and and so, yeah, we, we help people do that more effectively with our tools. Fantastic. And, and mentorship is another word that comes to mind. Uh, you're mentoring. Do you find that there are people that rise up and uh, they have uh, leadership capacity and, and want to take others uh, under their wing, so to speak, to mentor them? I think way more of the people listening to this have the capacity and the gifts to mentor and invest in others than they think. Uh, because the problem is we just, uh, three problems. One is we have a false sense of shame that I don't know enough, I'm not mature enough to really invest and pour my cup into others. And we don't know who to invest in and how to do it. And so we, I would encourage everybody listening that um, we get to be a part of kingdom work because we have the Holy Spirit in us and we get to love people. And that's what relational discipleship looks like. It's intentionally loving people well and praying for them and caring for them and processing things that matter most. And so a framework of that, finding a framework just helps you get over the stuckness that prevents us from intentionally discipling and mentoring others. Mm, very interesting. Uh, and of course, we know well that Jesus was the rabbi, the teacher, and we are all his disciples. So at the end of the day, you as a discipler or a mentor 
are being mentored and discipled by Jesus and the Holy Spirit, as you've well put. Um, so what part does prayer and Bible reading in my private life take in, in discipleship? I mean, it, isn't it the foundation? I mean, it's um, it, it, any relationship is going to be connected to two factors, time together and intentionality of that time together. And uh, the spiritual disciplines, I don't like disciplines as much as spiritual rhythms, mm-hmm. are gifts of God. Not things we should do to be closer to God, but gifts in order to give us best practices modeled by Jesus to connect with a loving Father and, and, and experience His love, which is a relationship. And so prayer, uh, I mean, is is a beautiful dynamic or it is our relationship with God, um, just like it is uh, communication, spoken, unspoken, being with how my body expresses with my wife is a foundational expression of our relationship. And the gift of scripture, uh, of, of truth captured that is um, that, that can come alive and help refine and, and point me to the truth with the evil one's greatest tricks of lies mm-hmm. um, in my life. Truth. To, the gift of scripture to remind me of truth for the sake of love and, and to counter the lies that I get the rest of the day from the world. Um, those rhythms are foundational to at least me um, continuing to experience a depth and a health of relationship with my father. That is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Fantastic. Um, you're also involved in helping to develop small groups that last. Tell us about that. That's right. Uh, I got to work at a church with Andy Stanley, North Point Community Church, for a lot of years, and I was helping uh, groups to connect relationally in order to grow spiritually. And that's hard. A lot of us have been in small groups that are powerful, and a lot of us have been in small groups that are lame. Mm -hmm. And so we create uh, small group studies, and I wrote a book called The Cure for Groups to help a small group leader, facilitator, understand the principles that help them create a high I trust envir- authentic environment that is more conducive sp- for spiritual formation and, and, and growth. Wonderful stuff. Amazing stuff. Now, uh, Robbie, we spoke a little earlier about grace, and I can see how grace, you know, winds around all that you're doing. Uh, Grace isn't just something that uh, we might say before we eat a meal. It's not just the name of a pretty little girl. Grace is God's doing, we said earlier. So what does grace mean to you? Grace, uh, that is hard. Uh, Grace is such a comprehensive, uh, deep pool of of what he made possible, who he is and what he's um, done in love for me. Um, Grace is just this gift of a loving father who made me to experience his love, made possible that love by redeeming me and sanctifying me through what Jesus did, which is a gift of his grace and allows me uh, to love others and experience his love through the Holy Spirit, which is also a gift of his grace. Grace is the gospel that what Jesus did on the cross summed up to me in a, in, in a relationship of love and a gift that I can't ever deserve, which is the essence of the gospel. I think you, you hit, the, hit the nail on the head, so to speak. You said it's uh, something you cannot deserve. Uh, grace is something we can't earn. Uh, you know, you've sinned, I've sinned, we've all sinned and come short of God's glory. The word sin means missing the mark. There's an old English expression, a miss is as good as a mile. So whether I missed the mark by one millimeter or one mile, I've missed the mark. And that's what sin is, isn't it? And so right. grace is God 
Grace isn't permissive. God doesn't permit us into his kingdom just because he's loving. He's actually um, made a way through the act of his love through Christ on the cross. Christ had to pay for that missing of the mark. So how does, how does that work out, uh, Robbie? Um, how does the cross enable God's grace in my life? Yeah, I think um, I like to think of sin um, as things that miss the mark of love and it's turning from love. And um, that it, it broke a relationship uh, and, and therefore the question is, can I do enough good behavior, sin less, uh, you know, more good behavior plus less wrong behavior in order to earn my way into right relationship that is broken? And the answer was no, uh, never, which is why the, the, the greatest sacrificial gift is he said, hey, I love you so much that I will pay the consequences in order to redeem and reconcile. And even more than redeeming the right relationship, um, I'm going to impart my righteousness onto you and adopt you as my son, blameless and forgiven and uh, made righteous and, and therefore uh, part of the kingdom, my work in on the earth and in heaven. Uh, so to be, to sit at the table of the king as part of his family now was made possible by the cross from salvation to sanctification of being made righteousness. All mm-hmm. of it was done by this work that we couldn't do, which Jesus had to do on the cross. Amen. That's why we say grace is God's doing and he did it through Jesus. He was the only righteous one that ever lived and God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. But then God calls us to to serve him. Um, I always say grace is God's doing, so I'm only doing this radio show with you today, Robbie, by God's grace. (laughs) So how does grace equip you to serve him? Yeah, love always, uh, you know, we have this narrative that if, you know, cheap grace is this myth that if we uh, just bask in the love of God, that won't look like obedience and we'll take that for granted and um, and loving others. I think that's a false assumption because the more I experience God's love for me, his forgiveness, it is an overflow of that, that that always results in um, loving others boldly and sacrificially as he did so boldly and sacrificially for me. And that looks like serving, caring, desiring obedience, not because uh, I need to obey for him to love me more. He perfectly loves me, but desiring obedience because I love him and I trust him and he knows what's best for me. And he says, hey, flee from that stuff, Robbie. It leads to death and therefore obey because I have better for you. And and I don't want these lies to get in the way of your experiencing of my love and your ability to love other people. And so uh, the the love God and love others, love others uh, is like it and evidence of our discipleship. But um, it's a chicken egg deal. Um, mm-hmm. Loving others will not get more love of God. It's, it's God's love for me that allows me and always overflows in our unique design. And, and that looks like action and being a part of his kingdom work, which is active and awesome to be a part of, while at the same time, a light yoke, because we don't need to, so we don't need to carry the stress, but we get to, and that's compelling. Fantastic. And that's what grace is all about. Robbie Angle, it's been absolutely wonderful speaking to you today. We pray that God will richly bless you and the work that you're doing. Thank you for joining us on The Reality. Thanks, Dudley.
about for the last half hour or so, we've been talking to Robbie Angle. If you'd like to know more about Trueface, the organisation that Robbie's involved with, then please visit the website trueface.org. Well, talking with Robbie, we were just impressed upon by the grace of God. God has called us by grace to serve Him. I'd like to share a scripture with you right now, just as we close. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10 says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it is not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Paul's writing in Scripture inspired by God's Holy Spirit for you. If you'd like to know more, please drop me an email, dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Please sow into this ministry by becoming a vision partner at the website surereality.net. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you, keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless. God bless.